Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to go back to a, a story that we've been covering for a number of months right now. That's the judicial inquiry into the Red Hill Valley Parkway. And, and we all know about, of course, the, the issue about the quality of the pavement. Uh, some are even concerned about the, the design of that road, as, as it turns out. Uh, and there have been some, some lawsuits involved in this that are still pending. But the city has decided to move ahead with this, and uh, there was a, a very, very lively discussion at city council when that, that was being debated about the cost and just how much this is going to cost. Uh, the costs are already significant, and uh, they don't really even seem to have gone too far down the road, if you excuse the bad pun there. Terry uh, Whitehead is the councillor uh, for uh, Ward 14 uh, up on the uh, West Mountain. He's going to join us uh, in just a second here to talk about this and, and give us some ideas to how councillors actually going to deal with this. And uh, we got Terry. Okay, Terry is with us right now. Terry, thanks for joining us. Good to have you on the show today. Uh, great to be here with you, Bill, and your listeners. And the uh, GIC is in, uh, in it has been called to order, so I'll, I'll uh, try and keep it very succinct. Okay, uh, let's 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 get into uh, the cost of this thing. And I know you're one of the, the councillors, Terry, that had some concerns about just what the price tag was going to be for this thing. Now, uh, I know you guys got a report the other day that said already you're up over six hundred thousand dollars, and not a whole lot has been done. Does does that number concern you? Uh, well, I think a lot of those costs are uh, building in the, the, the foundational um, um, processes uh, to uh, enable this process to unfold. It's also about uh, uh, documentation and documentation screening. So, uh, you know, obviously at the front end, you're going to have uh, a, a good chunk of change investing into that kind of infrastructure. Uh, so you're not surprised by this at all then? No, because we, we we were told that the the range could be you know up, could be up to one point five million, um, and uh, I believe that, uh, and I think that the number of us uh, it is costly. But uh, what cost do you put on on um, trust? Uh, the reality is is that uh, confidence in the decisions of this council is uh, paramount, and when that's undermined by issues such as the Red Hill Expressway, uh, you have to ensure that you're doing everything open and transparent to reinforce uh, uh, and reestablish uh, that trust in the decisions that we make around this horseshoe. I think this uh, council is uh, in unanimity uh, felt that uh, uh, how do you put trust, uh, cost on establishing that trust in this process uh, as it unfolds, uh, we'll uh, continue building that bridge of trust with the council. Well, that's one of the things I was concerned about at the time. And look, I'm a taxpayer like you are and, and all our listeners are. And, and obviously you want to make sure that you get value for your dollar. And so, you know, when you see something that may have a, a, a pricey, uh, you know, cost to it, you think, okay, let's, let's, are we getting value for this? But I, I think you don't, if you're going to evaluate the value of the report, you've got to, uh, first of all, decide, okay, what's in the report? I mean, did we get value for the money? What What are you looking for in this report, Terry? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for um, the chronology of events, factually, uh, whether uh, uh, the council uh, made all the appropriate decisions uh, in, the time, in a timely fashion based on the information uh, that was before them, uh, and uh, if there was any malfeasance, that uh, we identify where that was, and and it's addressed. So, and from that standpoint, then, uh, is there a concern among your colleagues uh, on city council that that you didn't have the best possible information when you had to make some of those decisions about the road itself and 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 some of the other things that that had to be done by council? 
uh, we pounded on that messaging uh, uh, for a long time in the context of some of the accidents we were aware of on the Red Hill and ensuring that the road was safe. So there's no question that it was a paramount uh, and profound issue for this council. Uh, we can only deal with the information that is brought before us. If there's information that's buried uh, in the back corridors and never gets to us, uh, it's pretty difficult to render informed decisions. And I think that ultimately is the challenge, uh, and I think that will be revealed through this process. How deep do you guys want to dig on this? And by that, I mean, you know, the, those that are doing the report, obviously, because you don't really have a hand in this. This is being done independent of council. But but when you talk about the information that you're trying to seek in this situation, uh, it seems pretty obvious at this stage that, uh, that there was some information that was not given to council that probably should have been. But do you want to go to that next level and find out who was responsible, why they didn't do this, et cetera? Are you, are you looking for culpability here or just facts? Well, I think um, it's not just about individuals, it's about process. I mean, no one individual should have the power uh, to bury a, a report. There has to be checks and balances in our systems. There's, there needs to be redundancy. So this is not just about, uh, to me, it, 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 you know, if, 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 if somebody treated this with malfeasance, so that's an issue unto itself. But if our processes broke down and we didn't have the appropriate process in place to ensure uh, that there was double checks on everything uh, or redundancy, uh, then that's problematic and we would have to reestablish our process so this never, ever happens again. But you already have a process in place. I think that's part of the frustration that you've expressed in the past and, and many of your council colleagues that, that there were checks and balances and still are checks and balances in the system. Uh, but there seems to be an indication that in in this scenario, uh, they weren't followed. We're, well, that's what we need to establish. Were they, uh, what we have in place adequate? Were they uh, uh, follow, uh, not followed? What was the rationale for not following them? Uh, were there exemptions that they uh, uh, applied uh, in the context of not following those processes? Or were our process, uh, and how is our processes uh, accountable? So, I mean, wh- wh- where's the checks and balances in the context of, a, any individual having the power to skirt those processes. So it's one thing to have processes in place, but if one person has the power to skirt them, then there's a problem with our processes. How was, how's the city involved in this? I, I, you've hired outside legal counsel for this, and we can get into that in just a couple of seconds. But are, are city lawyers working on this as well? Uh, city lawyers are working on it. I believe that we're probably hired outside firm as well to uh, represent our interest in this inquiry. So th- th- there's there's that That's cost. Okay, so when we talked about the cost of this thing, is that also including the cost of city staff and the work that they're doing on this? No, but don't forget that the city staff, uh, the way it works uh, is that, as you know, you were here, uh, your budget. Uh, so yeah. You have a budget that uh, for the year, and this is built, this would be part of and parcel of what they do day to day. They're getting paid regardless, right? Oh, sure, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there's time. That, you know, any any city lawyer who's working on this is not working on something else, and I know that's a concern as well because uh, as, you know, a member of city council, you understand that you're leaning on, on your legal department for an awful lot of stuff these days, and if they, they are spending an awful lot of time, some would think an inordinate amount of time on this file, you got to wonder about their availability to, to, to get other things done too. So that's going to be a concern, at least down the road anyway. Well, yeah, well, I mean, we've got a significant amount of lawyers that work for the city of Hamilton. So if you're uh, uh, dedicating uh, uh, this oversight to uh, one lawyer amongst the many that the city has, uh, I don't think that that would be deterring us from a lot of the balance of the work that our lawyers do. 
Now, you're actually working on two different issues here. There's obviously the inquiry that's going on. I, I know that there's some lawsuits against the city, and I know you can't get into the details of that, obviously, nor should you uh, in, in an open session like that. That's really kind of an in-camera stuff about what's going to be happening. So there's that element, and, and when we talk about the cost of the inquiry, uh, there's a price tag for that, certainly, but there's going to be probably a significant cost uh, at the other side there for the uh, the citizens that are bringing some legal action against the city in this. So, I mean, and obviously the city's going to have to hire lawyers to defend themselves against that. Uh, and, and do you have any idea about the costing or the potential cost for that? No, but, I mean, let's be clear, those uh, uh, lawsuits uh, in respect to any family members that uh, are pursuing a, a lawsuit against the city would be coming regardless. Um, I think that the, uh, the, the, the the judicial review would clearly identify what happened with the report, but I think the other piece is, uh, and, and, and the city's taken a very strong position, that regardless of, of, of what is going on here, because uh, we've had subsequent reports, the road was safe. The road was safe from a friction point of view for the context of using it within the parameters were set out on the speeds. If you're doing well over the speeds, well, that's another issue. Well, and that's obviously going to, that's going to be the city's defense on this, but there are still some concerns about uh, whether or not the road was safe. I know I understand that that's going to be your position or the, your lawyer's position on this, uh, and they will probably argue that, that there are some concerns about this. And and again, I don't want to start litigating this on the show today, but I'm no, just no. saying. I was just saying that there, there's there's independent reports that suggest that the road was safe within the parameters it was set. Yeah, and and so that's that that's going to be the debate. That's going to be the conversation, and and certainly the city would uh, stand behind those. Uh, third-party uh, consultant reports that uh, were subsequent to this issue that uh, is now before the judicial review. But were there not also reports that questioned the uh, the, the viability of that safety uh, that, that that really raised some eyebrows among some of your council colleagues? Well, there's no question uh, uh, that there was issues, but again, uh, it, it's all a matter of degree. And the question is, uh, uh, was the you know were the friction tests uh, adequate? Was the measurement? And that's the challenge, right? There's no real standards in Ontario. Uh, for these things, and that's a, something else that may come out of that, hopefully come out of the inquiry, that there needs to be a standard. Terry, I want you to address one other issue, and, and I've received a few emails on this over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we all know that uh, just a little while ago, of course, the Red Hill went and went some maintenance work, and they actually did some resurfacing uh, on both sides, the upward and uh, and downward uh, lanes of the road. Uh, and and uh, some of the citizens have actually said, look, it isn't, isn't that destroying evidence? Because the quality of the asphalt itself uh, was in question, and, and obviously that's been replaced right now, uh, which in some people's minds says, well, that's that's probably not something that should have been done until there was some, some determination made about whether or not the quality was up to par. Because we've heard varying reports about that now, that, it, that it, you know, as, as some staff said, because I saw some of those reports, uh, that said, no, this this exceeded all standards, and others are saying, no, no, it didn't actually. It was below standards. Uh, will ever will we ever know that now? Because that asphalt that's in question is not there anymore. Yeah, I I, I, uh, you know, I think I'm common saying it might be more in camera conversation uh, that there was some delay in the uh, in, in in the paving, and there was. Uh, uh, because of judicial review, I think there was uh, accommodations made in regards to ensuring that the evidence that uh, uh, was going to be before the uh, judicial, judicial review would be comprehensive and full. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say that with absolute certainty, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that's what took place. A question on process uh, that you talked about. We've, we've talked about the scope of this inquiry. Uh, what you're trying to ascertain, and, and obviously you're going to get some findings on that, and and a lot of it's going to deal with the process that was either followed or not followed. 
Uh, but there is a possibility that there could be some personnel issues in this as well. Uh, some names have been bandied about that, that may have been involved in this in, in one way, shape, or form. Uh, is there a possibility that part of this report is going to be confidential that the public may not find much out about because of those personnel issues? Um, if, if you take a look at how the Elliot Lake inquiry was uh, handled, and that's a, a community that I came from, and that was the uh, sorry, I follow that very closely. Uh, there wasn't any information that I recall. Uh, it was pretty open and transparent in all the findings of that inquiry, uh, and even right down to identifying uh, an engineering report and a particular engineer that end up uh, have to go into the courts to uh, defend themselves. So you, you're pretty confident, and pretty confident then that that all the information that's going to be gathered Correct. here is going to be open to the that's public, and we can make our own. That's the purpose of public inquiry: is to, to put everything out in the open, all the all the works, and. Uh, and allow the public uh, to follow that process and, and, and have some confidence in what actually took place and where the breakdowns are and who should have, if there's any culpability, who should have that culpability. The, the LA Lake, of course, that you're referring to is the the, the collapsing uh, uh, parking garage, of course, that happened up there some right. time ago, the terrible tragedy up there. Are you looking at that inquiry, Terry, as, as sort of the template, what you'd like to see happen, like within those parameters? I uh, I thought it was very good because I mean obviously I had an interest because I yeah. my parents spent a lot of time in that food court and when that roof caved in and I couldn't get a hold of my parents for four hours you can just imagine what was going through my mind. Oh sure. Uh, thank God they were out of town at the time. But uh, uh, my mom worked in that mall. Uh, I, was, I was aware of the, the, the constant leaking with the parking lot in the wintertime in northern Ontario where the parking was on top of the uh, the mall, which was kind of crazy. But having said that. Uh, it, it was a concern for many people, and uh, and then the worst case scenario happened when it caved in. People lost their lives, and so I had a real keen interest. I followed it. Uh, it was a very open and transparent uh, process. And I want to make it clear: the province uh, contributed a significant amount of dollars for that inquiry. So obviously, uh, when we talk about the cost of this particular one, it doesn't mean that the province is, is completely off the hook. I mean, the Red Hill uh, had, uh, in regards to the type of material we used in that. Uh, was in consultation with the MTO. The MTO did do some of their own testing uh, in this time frame. So I think the province uh, probably should be stepping up the plate in covering this because it's in their best interest as well because this, some of this material might be utilized in some of their own highways. Terry, has there been an official request uh, for the province to kick in on the cost of this? I believe there has been, yes. And obviously, uh, <laughs> by the way, you're explaining this, that you haven't got a response yet. Correct. Uh, what else is new? I saw okay, but the, yeah, your point's well taken, though. I mean, obviously, uh, they were involved in this whole process, and I know you've got uh, reports, consultant reports that actually indicate uh, the participation of the province. As a matter of fact, they there's an argument to be made that they may not have been forthcoming with some of the information that they had on hand about the quality of the asphalt and the design of the road themselves. So uh, whether they like yeah. it or not, or whether or not they want to get involved in this, uh, they they're going to get sucked into this one way or another, aren't they? And even the material we really used that was supposed to be an enhanced material, uh, my understanding that those uh, recommendations uh, uh, or suggestions uh, came from the MTO because they were utilizing it on some of the roadways already. So there, there's definitely uh, a tie-in uh, in the context of the province. And when we're looking at this issue, and that's why I think the judicial uh, review is important, because when we talk about the process and everything at the city, well, it's actually broader than that. It really is uh, uh, in how this material was selected. Uh, where it's being used, what was the promises role? Uh, lots of uh, questions, and, and hopefully we're going to get some answers with this in the passage of time. Uh, listen, I know I pulled you out of a meeting for this, but we wanted to get some clarity on this, and I really appreciate you taking the time for this. Thanks a lot, Terry. 
No problem, Bill. You take care. That's uh, Councillor Terry Whitehead, of course. Uh, some concerns about the uh, judicial inquiry. And I, I, I get his points. Well taken. I know this is going to cost an awful lot of money. But uh, for the grieving families, and you've heard many of the members of those families that have lost loved ones uh, because of some of the incidents that occurred on that road, they want answers. Uh, and that, those are the ones, of course, that are dealing with fatalities in their lives. There have been a number of other collisions and a lot of other things going on on that roadway. Uh, uh, way above what you would expect. Uh, there's always going to be some sort of a, uh, automobile collisions that happen on roads, I guess, and that obviously has to, a lot to do with the quality of the road and uh, uh, also the quality of the driver, I guess, the people behind the wheel. But uh, the sooner this thing gets done, the sooner we can get some answers on some of this stuff. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.